Welcome to the Mom Manual. Motherhood doesn't come with instructions, but it should. We are on a mission to highlight ordinary moms doing extraordinary things to build the ultimate mom manual. Every week, I have the distinct honor of speaking with women about the lessons they've learned and the inspiration that got them to where they are today. Join us for a conversation that will spark creativity, provide actionable tips, and celebrate the ordinary and extraordinary moments of motherhood. The Mom Manual starts now. Hi everyone, Tara Williams here with the Mom Manual. Today I have a very special guest, Brooke Romney. She's a mom of four boys from age 10 to 18. She's a writer of two books and a content creator that has a very special community for parents of teenagers. Brooke, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Tara. I'm so happy to be with you guys. I'm so excited for this one because we have never talked about anything like this. Today, Brooke is going to educate us on how to use modern manners to increase confidence in children. Brooke, how did we get here to you writing a book about this? I'd love to hear your story. Isn't it so crazy? It's something that I never, like, I'm definitely not Miss Manners. But what I found, my boys are teenagers and we have a lot of teenagers in our home, back and forth and in and out. And what we realized is that because of cell phones and then exacerbated by the pandemic, our kids have spent a lot of time looking down. And what we used to glean from our parents by observing and just being part of the world, our kids have AirPods in, they have their eyes down, and they are not catching on to those social norms and just the modern manners that they need to know in order to be successful. And as I observed this, I realized that the kids who kind of got it, who understood the social norms, who knew how to act like with adults, with kids in public, they were the kids that were constantly doing well. They had higher confidence. It was a positive feedback loop because a parent would, you know, you bring this one really gregarious, very aware kid over and everybody's like, oh, I like having him around as a friend. I like having him in my home. You know, I'm happy to host him. I'm happy to give him a ride anywhere. Sure. And then the teachers are saying the same thing and the administrators are choosing them for important things at school and they are feeling great about themselves. And for those who aren't that way, sometimes they really struggle with their self-esteem. And as I realized that we could change that by giving them like small, simple things that they could do, I thought this isn't something that just my kids should be learning or that just a few people, you know, that read my Instagram post should be learning. This is something that should be available to all teenagers in order to help them succeed in a world that is like, I think by all accounts, it's a little bit difficult and more difficult than most of us wish it would be. Yeah, really not set up for kids to succeed in in this modern time, for sure, especially with cell phones. I think about that so often that when I was growing up, it wasn't, I mean, I had a cell phone in sixth grade, but it was more of a communication device. There was no social media, there was no texting. So, you know, to say I had a cell phone, not the way the kids do today. And I actually almost feel bad for them because I'm like, this is just, it's such a difficult world to navigate. And I couldn't agree with you more on the manners aspect. We have kids over, I have four kids. So there's always somebody coming and going in our house and the kids who, you know, look you in the eye, ask you how your day is or not. And no one's asking me how my day is, but just, oh, thanks for having me. Uh, You know, it, it does make such a difference in you just preferential treatment, even if it's subconscious. So it's so interesting as you were talking about, we could alter the course of so much of our kids' lives just from something so simple. So Brooke, today you have three takeaways for us. Do you want to jump into the first one? 
Okay. So my first takeaway is that kids today need manners. And I just, we've talked about it a little bit, but just to kind of reemphasize the point, as I started sharing these manners on my Instagram, it started on my Instagram first and people just kind of went crazy for it. And they were like, oh my gosh, this is so needed. And I got a message from a woman who said, I went to a very expensive prep school um, on the East coast. And these are all the things that we learned Mm. in my prep school. And as I was thinking about that, I was like, you know what? No one should have to go to an expensive prep school in order to feel successful in their life. And more than anything, like my goal with teaching these and having a book that allows other, you know, parents teach these is to be able to let them create confidence in their kids. And my second goal though, is to create connection and relationships. And so I got a message just recently of a mom the manner that they were doing, I believe was, it was find new friends. Mm-hmm. So if, if your friends are always leaving you out or excluding you, if your friends make you feel less than who you are, it's yeah. time to find new friends. And then it just goes through some, you know, just a little like prep and a little like pick me up on how you can do that. And she said, as we were talking about this manner, I thought we would just sort of like breeze over it and let my kids know. And she's like, actually, like one of my daughters said, like, I'm really having trouble with my friends. Like they're leaving me out. I'm not included. I feel bad all the time. And she was like, thank you for opening up the conversation. And so while teaching manners is super important, what's more important is the connection that parents can have with their children as they help them navigate some of these roads that can be especially difficult, I think is exacerbated by technology, but also, you know, the pandemic and kids having less opportunity to connect socially and really know like what those norms are. And so that is my first takeaway. Like that is why kids need manners. Yeah. Gosh. And that just made me almost teary eyed. So my, my girls are nine, eight, and then my son's seven. I have almost four-year-old. So we're not quite there yet, but my Mm -hmm. daughter who's in third grade, I, you know, she came home one day and so she got in a fight with her friend and it's, it's so funny as an adult to, to look at it. Cause it's just, it's so elementary, I guess is really the best word, but yeah, they got into a fight because her friend wanted to play with somebody who my daughter thought was being rude to another friend. And my daughter thought she should have stood up for her other friend. And because this friend did like, and I was like, oh my gosh, first off, I was like, you are so darling that you would, you know, even have that kind of stance. And then they eventually made up on the playground and one person approached the other and everything was fine. But it was my first time where I'm like, we we're getting there. We're going close to a place where nobody has cell phones yet. And nobody's making plans yet. It's still like, do they want to come over for a play date? But soon we'll be in a spot where, you know, three friends go and maybe one isn't included. And now with social media, people are posting. So it's not Mm -hmm. like we were young where you were left out and maybe you didn't know. It's like, you are acutely aware that you were home by yourself on Friday and all your friends are at the movies and you were not invited. And that can be a really, you know, sad and dark space. And one thing I, I think about too, with my kids, I just try to always put myself in their shoes, but I remember Mm -hmm. in eighth grade, this is such a funny story. In eighth grade, I had a boyfriend. What does that mean in eighth grade? I don't think we ever talked. Um, <laughs> right. We didn't hang out. Like I, I wrote on my hands, like I heart and his name or his initials only. So that made us boyfriend and girlfriend. He did buy me a necklace for Christmas, which in hindsight, I'm like, who gave him this money? It's like, I love it. Silver necklace. Anyway, so he, he dumped me at a school dance. He told his friend to tell my friend who told me. And I remember I went home and I was 
crying and I was bawling. I'm like, no one will ever love me. And I, I do truly remember at the time thinking I am so unwanted. Nobody will ever love me. I am going to be single for the rest of my life. And in that moment, <laughs> I truly believed it. And yeah, it was totally. this relationship. So as adults, if we can do very small things like increase confidence through manners, how much of our kids path can we change? Right. Like, well, and I just love like how the manners like opens a conversation about like how you can be a friend and what kind of people to look for to have in your life. And, you know, all of these things, it's not, it never just stops. Right. You know, like find new friends. That's not, it is just like, let's talk about this and what type of friends do you look for? And how do you make sure your worth isn't dictated by other people? You know, there's so many things that this conversation can lead to, but even just, you know, some of the teenagers like will roll their eyes and some of them are like super in it and like, let's have a conversation. But the cool thing about it is they know. And as a parent, you can say, but I did teach you and it was important to me and you will know that. And, and now I'm open. Like if it ever comes up, you can be like, Hey, remember when we, you know, we're reading about that manner about nothing online is private, you know, something like that. Like it opens a way for parents to have really meaningful discussions with their kids. And sometimes it's enough to just teach the manner. And sometimes it might go deeper, but along with the confidence that comes from manners is the confidence that comes from really solid relationships, especially through those teenage years. The next takeaway is that manners are not just physical. And so I, in the book, I kind of talk about three, you know, I really emphasize three different types of manners. So the first one is online manners. Those are things that might, I guess it depends on how old you are, but if you have teenagers, you may have never really had to encounter online manners and you're just learning them as an adult yourself, but they're so important to our kids and so important that somebody tells them. I mentioned one of the online manners that nothing online is private and this hmm. manner can literally save your kids from a lifetime of regret, <laughs> jail time, yeah. all kinds of things. If they understand that nothing online is private and you know, uh, the manner says, if you would not be okay with your parents, their parents, the entire school or a future employer seeing or reading it, keep it to yourself. Nothing online goes away. And in our digital world, nothing is private. And so we've got a lot of online manners that things that maybe as a parent, you think your kid knows, or maybe you don't ever think about teaching it. Um, but that one is really important. Another one that I think is important online is that you know, you don't put your information out there. You know, there's been some things that have been really tragic because kids have put their information out online and they just think it's fun and no big deal. Um, you know, understanding that sometimes people online aren't who they say they are. That boy who says he's 13 and thinks you're awesome might not be a 13 year old boy. And, you know, being really careful with your information and keeping it private. Um, so those are some things that I like like parents to think about and especially kids to think about. And again, it's not that your kid will never post anything that they won't be embarrassed about or won't cause drama, um, but, you know, kind of getting ahead of the game and making sure they know that. And, and when it does happen, saying, you know, you know, we've really got to remember that like nothing online is private and, you know, there's probably going to be some harsh consequences for that. And that's going to be really hard. I'm going to support you. I'm going to love you through it. And I hope that this is something you learn from so that, you know, re you can remember to think before you post next time or say something. Um, another one online is like, you don't share, if somebody texts you something that's rude about somebody, you don't go share that with the person they said something rude about. Like girls, for some reason, love to do this, or they like bait people into saying something rude so they can show you like, oh yeah, this girl really doesn't like you. Yeah. And so just, you know. I, while, while I say it's manners, it's also just kindness too. There's a lot of kindness in there. 
I love and having this yeah. book as a guide. My kids right now, they have uh, iPads and they have, I think it's like Facebook connect or something, some way that they can message each other. And I noticed all, not just my kids, all the kids do it now, eight, nine-year-olds, they will write like 25 times to somebody. Hello, are you there? You know, 20 emojis, what are you doing? And it's in a five minute span. And I'm like, if they, I said, you have a conversation online the way you do in person. You wouldn't say 25 things and then have them say one thing back. It's back and forth. So I have told my kids that, but it would be so much nicer to have, you know, kind of a guide of a book to flip a page and say, oh, remember that time when you were writing 500 things to somebody? <laughs> totally. that's, that's great. And then <laughs> you said, so online manners, physical manners. What's the third type of manners? So the third type of manner is friendship manners. So mm -hmm. um, not leading one person out. Like if you have a group of six that you hang out with, inviting, you know, four of your friends plus you is not okay to just leave the one person out. Ghosting people, just not replying. It's, it's kinder to let somebody know that you either have a problem with them or that you can't make it than to just leave them on red and never reply to that. Um, other things like introducing yourself or when you walk up to a group of friends, you don't just say hello to one person and then exclude the other four that are there. You say hi to everybody. You include everyone into the conversation. Those are important. And then, you know, the physical manners, like when you go to someone's home, you ask what their home rules are. Would you like me to take off my shoes? Is it okay if I, if food goes out of the kitchen, those types of things, you don't just assume that everyone's home has the same rules as yours. When you go to a restaurant, you need to know what you need to order. You put your phone down, you look at the waitress. Um, just those things that make you more successful in your own life and with others. So those three types of manners are tackled. One of my favorite ones is knowing yourself. Mm -hmm. Having, when somebody says, hey, what do you like to do? Having a reply. It doesn't have to be something that's fabulous. You don't have to be the star of the team to say you like to play basketball. You right. don't have to say a specific thing. Maybe you love doing crafts. That's, that's an awesome thing to love, but just saying nothing or watching TV, you know, like our kids can do better. They can have better answers. And when they come off as confident, people see them as a confident person, more attracted to who they are and, and, you know, want them to be a part of their circle or their life or their team. It's just really, really important for our kids to be able to have those manners in their back pocket. I love this so much. And honestly, as we're talking about it, I'm like, I can't wait to go through this for myself. Right. Yeah. I mean, as adults, there's definitely been times where I've looked at a text and I thought to myself, I'll reply to that later. And then I don't. And how rude is that? You're essentially ghosting a friend. I think this is a great reminder really for all of us. And like you said, you know, with the pandemic, it has really accelerated just, I don't know what other words say than just how weird the environment is. I mean, that year my kids were home from school. I felt like when they went back to school, it was almost people almost didn't know how to talk to each other, forget manners. It was like, they didn't know how to communicate. So when I look at our kids, I'm like, man, these are some formidable years. My kids are in elementary school. They haven't really established a lot of this. And now to have tasks yeah. and not be able to, you know, just even see like the mouth movement. Sometimes it makes the manners all that more important. Um, okay. So online friendship and physical manners. I, I love, I love that there's three of those. So my last takeaway is for parents is that it is never too early and it's never too late. So I think a lot of parents think like, Oh, my kid is so young. I don't know if I need to worry about this. I don't know if I need to have open conversations yet. I don't need to know if 
I don't know if they need to really know something about themselves to say, but I have the cutest story. So a mom had this in her house and she was mostly working on it with her teens, but she had a six-year-old and they were doing the manner, um, know yourself. And she's like, I was out with my six-year-old and one of this, like a random lady was checking them out. And she was like, Oh, what do you like to do? And he's like, well, I like to do. And he had a couple of things he likes to do. And he was like, mom, I know myself. And she was like, it was such a cute experience because he felt so much confidence being able to answer that question on his own. And I just love that. And so sometimes we think it's too early to, you know, to teach this or to try that in our home. And sometimes we think it's too late. Like I already have a 16 year old who's a total punk and only looks down at his phone and never takes his AirPods out. And um, sometimes I think that traps us into thinking that we like can no longer have influence, but it's never too late to be the parent you want to be. And even if that just means like starting over tomorrow or doing something small, one of the things that I highly advocate for parents of teenagers when like relationships aren't what you hoped they would be is taking the opportunity to apologize for how things have gone or maybe for not being the parent that you now know you'd like to be. Sometimes we just don't know until it's where you feel it's too late. And so having that open relationship and just telling you know, I have all kids on the same, my son, but telling your son, like, Hey, I feel like I've done some things wrong here. And I'm, I'm really sorry. And I want to start over and I want to have a relationship with you. What can I do? What can I do to be better for you? What can I do so that we have an opportunity to talk? And, and then when they tell you, um, take the opportunity to listen and act. Sometimes we say that and our kids are like, well, I need you to like, be interested in what I'm interested in. Like it, it hurts that you're not. And you're like, well, I hate video games, so I'm not going to be interested in those. And it's like, take the opportunity to, to be interested or do what they need you to do. And so just really opening that up. Um, there's a mom that has an 18 year old and she's like, I just like, I did everything wrong. And she tried this and lo and behold, her daughter was dying for a relationship with her mom and just her mom opening that up and saying like, I'm here for you. And I know I'm not going to do everything right. And I know I messed up a ton of stuff. But like right here, right now, like I'm ready, like let's start and let's try. And, you know, they are working on their relationship and it's a really beautiful idea that it's never too early and it's never too late to be the parent that you really want to be. Sometimes talking about manners is difficult because we don't want to hurt our kids' feelings and we don't want to be, we also don't want to create relationships where we're constantly like correcting them and saying like, oh, you did this wrong. Oh, you did that wrong. Yeah. So what I love, so the book has 52 and you work on one a week. And so what I love to do on my Instagram, I post the manner of the week also. And then I talk about like challenges that you can give young kids or role plays and then challenges for teenagers. So you can kind of make it like more of like a doable thing and then having it as a display all week, the same manner you can bring it up. Like if you have younger kids, this might work better where like you could bring it up every day at dinner and be like, Hey, who was able to pitch in today? Like who, or who sometimes like taking the pressure off them. Who saw someone pitching in? I think sometimes kids feel like, oh my gosh, I don't have anything about pitching in. So I'm just going to be quiet. But it's like, who saw somebody pitching in today? And maybe it's them. Maybe it's a sibling. Um, maybe somebody did something for them. So having these and like working on them one a week. And so they kind of like get ingrained, yes. but they're kids. They're going to forget about it, you know? But like what I love about having the vocabulary for this is like, so let's say, three weeks later, you're working, you're trying to make dinner and everybody's watching TV. You can say, Hey, you guys remember how about pitching in and seeing how they respond to that. As opposed to you guys, 
I am the only one working. I'm making dinner again. I cannot believe everybody's watching TV, but it just gives you some vocabulary, right? So, so they've been taught it. They know like what the expectations are. They know how to be someone who pitches in and then you can remind them. Or maybe like sometimes something hard happens with a friend and your kid is the one that's left out and you can say, yeah, it is really hard when somebody only leaves one person out. I want you to remember that. Like, you know, we've talked about that. Remember how it feels to be on the side of it and make sure you don't do it. You don't ever want somebody to feel that way. Like you're feeling right now. So kind of now that you've taught it, it's part of the vocabulary. It's something they know is like a norm. Then you can visit that. And, you know, when we talk about like kids are totally going to do things that are embarrassing and they're not going to have manners. And, and, and so sometimes we're really like, I think it's okay to be able to correct in the moment, as long as you figure out how to do it kindly. And so one of the ways that I like to do that is let's say your kid says something slightly like inappropriate or rude right. to somebody that's in line with you or somebody who's trying to talk to them instead of saying like, Hey, that's so rude. We don't do that. What I like to say is, you know, I know that you're such a, like such a kind person that's so loving and you might not know, but the way you said that to that lady probably hurt her feelings. And I know you don't like to hurt people's feelings. So next time, if somebody says like, I like your shoes, you can say, thank you instead of like, no. Right. And that doesn't mean that your kid's never going to say no again. It's totally fine. But like the role of a parent is to continuously teach and love. And so by saying something like that, you're teaching and you're loving. And then it happens again. And you say, you know what? I know you don't like to make people feel bad. Next time, remember that you, it's, it's easier to say thank you than to say no. And it's going to take a long time. You know, if somebody's four, they're not going to totally catch them. But hopefully by the time they're 14, they've gotten into the habit of being like, oh, thanks so much. Yeah. So, well, I think just even the fact that we're focusing on this is more than what I was doing before, right? So it's even totally. a tiny bit, it's going to be helpful. I think it's so timely right now. It's January and we all had COVID the first few weeks and we were on vacation. So we're just getting into setting our resolutions for the year. And our kids do individual ones and we do family ones. And some things we had talked about as a family was, you know, doing a once a week date night as a family and, you know, a few other, like we, we want to, I do my resolutions more as almost like a checklist of things we want to do throughout the year. But I love this idea because I think for the parent who's like, I want to do a resolution and I want to have something of a, of a growth goal for my family. Like this just makes it really easy and it, it can be really streamlined. And I love that it's one per week you know, my kids also love a challenge. So I know they're going to love this to be like, okay, what's the one this week? Like we have at church, we, we put pom-pom balls into a jar and we were doing kindness and it was every single child in primary had something that they did kind. And it was like, oh, I made my sister's bed. I mean, how did 10 people make somebody's bed, sister's bed, but it's just, it becomes almost like competitive and our kids, my kids, at least, you know, if it, if it's a kindness thing, they're going to seek kind opportunities because they want to be able to come home and report to me that they did something kind. So I just, I, I love this so much. I mean, we were talking before the podcast. I'm like, this is amazing. Like I cannot wait. I need to order one immediately. So Brooke, for everyone who's listening, who I know they're going to want to learn more information, where can they find you online and buy the book um, and any other tips about kind of the program that you have going here? Oh, sure. Yeah. I would love to share that. So I am really active on Instagram at Brooke Romney writes. I write a lot for parents of teenagers, but also just parents in general, like, like you and I were talking about your kids aren't teenagers, but this is still applicable and important for them. So I'm on online at Brooke Romney writes. 
And then um, if you want to get the book, I, you can get it at Amazon and in Idaho, Utah, and Arizona, you can get it at Costco. Amazing. Costco. That's a dream of mine. Congratulations. Thank um, you. Okay, Brooke, our last thing, we have a quick fire round. So okay. what are you currently binging on TV? Okay. I'm so boring because I don't love TV, but the last thing that I binged was, um, Madam Secretary, which I love. It's a good one. What's your most recent book that you've read? Um, I just finished a book called Hive, which I usually read. A, I read a lot. I read every night and I like plow through books and I usually like really important books, but I was in one of those moments where I just, I've only wanted just fun, fast reads for the last like three months and Hive I couldn't put it down. I finished it in three days. It is crazy good. What's it about? It's about basically like a woman who starts like an MLM with this skincare line from bees, but it becomes like this sort of murder mystery, crazy thing that just kept me totally entertained. I love that. I was just, I was actually listening to something on audiobook and it it was the same thing. It was a murder mystery. Somebody's wife was in a ceiling. And my (laughs) husband's like, oh, what, you know, what uh, business book are you listening to? Because I I normally read only business books. And I was like, well, actually, that's fine. Okay. What's your go to productivity app? This is the funniest question because I am the worst at productivity and I am so bad at calendaring. The only thing that I could think of was Venmo. <laughs> oh, I love it. Quick, quick exchange of money. It's perfect. It's a good one. What's your go-to de-stressor? Probably a walk outside. Like if I can be outside, it is my favorite. So a walk with a, like if, if I can walk with a friend outside, like those hit all three of the things that triple threat. less stress. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much, Brooke. We really appreciate you um, coming on the podcast. And for anyone listening, we will have all the links in our show notes. So I know you're definitely going to want to grab this book. Um, Thanks for being here, Brooke. Thanks so much.